Could you tell us a little bit about uh, some of your early gear working with uh, analog instruments? I do a lot of uh, showcasing of uh, analog instruments um, on this show, and I was just wondering, what were some of the the mysteries or uh, horror stories uh, from carting around a lot of that gear? Well, you know, the early synths, I mean, we used to kind of, on the early, you know, I started with the Korg Micro Preset, and mm. then and then I bought a Korg uh, MS-20, and, and then I started getting into Roland gear, and I got uh, I got a, a Roland SH-09 mm. and a SH-1, which was the sort of precursor for the SH-101. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to cart those around, and, and, and depending on, on voltages in, in certain places we'd play, the, the pitch would the, would the pitch would vary on uh, the gig, and so you'd be constantly tuning. And uh, but the worst actual the worst instrument for taking around and, and being affected by voltages was actually the Mellotron, because mm. we used to take two Mellotrons around with us. And uh, I, I'll never forget we played in this in this small village in the middle of France somewhere, and. Um, and we we do the sound check, and we 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 get there a bit late, and the sound check was about oh five o'clock, six o'clock, round about the time when people were cooking in the village in the town, <laughs> and the we 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 had a voltmeter and it dropped so much, and I I couldn't get the the mellotron high enough on the pitch wheel to actually play a note that was in tune with everything else. And so we literally had to wait, and, and it was like an early show. I think it's like an eight o'clock show, but we had to wait, and we had to make the audience wait till ten o'clock till people stopped cooking, so that, so that the mellotron could get in tune, so we could play the gig. <laughs> but yeah, I mean these early synths. I mean they weren't reliable, but they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I still have a love for for old analog synths, and I, I still use them now, although I've. I've uh, migrated uh, to the uh, to the digital world. Right? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about that. Is is there something to your ears? Is there something very particular about the analog sound, or is it just something ineffable that you can't point to, but you know it when you hear it? Yeah, I kind of know it when I hear it. I mean, I like to try to. Um, although I'm using more and more software since now, but I do still like to turn to my analog stuff. You know, in my rack, I'm in my studio now, and I look around, and I've got. I've got an OB OB rack mm. uh, with two Oberheim rack uh, racked mounts rack rack mounted synths, which are still to this day glorious. Mm. And I've got two um, two uh, MIDI Moogs, mm. you know, which I use. If if there is something about the analog sound, do you think though that today there is possibly some sort of cult of the analog? Um, since you worked with the equipment back in the day, but do you yeah. think that there are now some misperceptions or idealizations uh, about analog equipment? Yeah, I mean, there's a certain romanticism about them. I think hmm. you know, it's hard to say that about a about a, an inanimate object, but you <laughs> can you can get very romantic about synths. But yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you know, I, I I've always been a purist for for years and years. I was a purist. You can't be an analog synth. And I one day decided I was going to do an experiment, and I got. Um, um, I think it was the Native Instruments version of uh, the Prophet Five. Okay, yeah. And I had a real Prophet Five. Now, I, I because it, because I got the Prophet Five, I think in 1981, and uh, and I still didn't have very many synths. And so, <clears throat> you know, I know that synth inside out. I know what every knob does. I can think of a sound, and I can turn the knobs and make it. Mm. You know, I, I know the synth that well. Mm. 
so I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to make the same sound on the virtual Prophet 5 as I would do on the analog. And I'll see if I can make exactly the same sound and see if it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> A really nerdy experiment. <laughs> but I, I just had to kind of prove to myself because I, I was starting to think maybe I was just being purist for purist's sake. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I managed to make exactly the same sound. I couldn't tell them apart. You know, so I thought, I mean, there was the subtlest nuances, but mm-hmm. no one would ever know. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, in this day and age, I can make... in. It's a lot more convenient to use the plugins because mm-hmm. because you can work on lots of songs at once. And I'm you know I'm working on OMD. I'm working on on uh, one two. I'm working on uh, you know different projects of Claudia's, different projects of friends. And I'm always switching between songs. And when you when you're in the analog world, it's just a nightmare. You having to keep changing everything and remember settings on desk and stuff. And when it's in a computer, you it just you put the file back up, and it's just how you last left it, and you just get on with it, you know. Mm. So it makes you far more efficient. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, see if I can do this. And and it's, it, you know, it, it, I'm thinking at the end of the day, in this day and age, you know, I'm thinking about the slightest little nuances of a synth when when people end up dumbing down your beautiful recording to an mp3 mm-hmm. you know on, on terrible headphones uh, mm-hmm. quite often mm-hmm. and it's like well you know why am i being so precious and so <laughs> nerdy about this sound when you know people just want the effect of it these days really you know the, yeah it it just does it does seem to be the distribution model that we have now with you know mp3s compressed mp3s where maybe a lot of those nuances are 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 missed uh things that you perhaps can can identify uh maybe even possibly in the studio but uh even to your ears you're not hearing that difference yeah i mean i still have a certain standard that i have to fulfill mm-hmm. and and um, and i hope a lot of the listeners and you know uh, enjoy that standard and, and appreciate that standard that I that I have with my recordings. You know, I think I think the one two album sounds really really nice, and I and I made a conscious attempt to really well produce that record for people who want their records still well produced. Mm. But uh, but I, I think I've stopped being so so kind of nerdy and uh, and and incredibly precious because it's it's just it's for its own sake really. <laughs> <laughs> 